Happy Woo Wednesdays! I have my friend Shauna Rose in the Heck Yes house. She is my friend now and yeah, I just love her. She's so cool. She has two kiddos, so we have that in common. And she's helped me with my microdosing journey and my healing journey. So I really owe her a lot of thanks. Um, I know wedding professionals, it's end of crazy wedding season. So I know you guys are burnt out. So if, I hope this episode help, helps you with um, if you're feeling anxiety, if you're feeling overwhelmed. Also, if you guys haven't heard, I have a free demo training. It's 20 minutes long. It's for all wedding professionals, and it's how to get 10 to 15 quality leads in your inbox. I mean quality. And people are going to be start getting engaged, you know, now till January 15th. So it's engagement season. So it's more important than ever to have like a really strong website, strong social media presence, and just know how to book them. So DM me the word demo, and I will send you over the training. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we'll talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Woo Wednesdays so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, welcome back to Get It Heck Yes with me, your girl, Carissa Wu. I have my now friend, Shauna Rose, in the Get It Heck Yes house. We met at Mesh Kids in Redondo. It's like a co-working space. I meet a lot of cool people there. And yeah, now we're friends. And um, I actually am one of her clients. I buy uh, micro-dosy mushrooms from her and she's not to take this lightly or be you know over dramatic, but she has changed my life. So I really wanted her to come on this podcast and um, welcome Shana Rose. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and thank you for your kind words. I love changing people's lives. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't want to be so dramatic all the time. Be like, Shana, you changed my life. You know, when we hung out and like, just be like super fangirl, but <laughs> you know, kind of tread lightly, but you have oh my changed gosh. my life. Like, um, um, I don't know. I think I was drawn to you. We met at a networking event at Mesh and you know, your little elevator speech was pretty impressive, I must say. And you said a lot of cool things that really sparked my ear. And I just had to talk to you after. And yeah, I became one of your clients and you do the full like experience like um, we're going to talk about. But before that, Mm. tell me (laughs) about you growing up um, a little bit about you and like what you're like as a kid and like walk me through a little bit of your journey. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, me as a kid, I was very sensitive. I felt very deeply. Um, I wanted to show everyone beautiful things. Like if I saw something that I thought was beautiful, which was like almost everything, Mm. I would want to show other people. I once, I remember once saving a candy wrapper because I thought it was so beautiful and it was green. And I'm like, I had to save this to show my mom. And my cousin was like, throw that out. It's trash. But, um, (laughs) 
but yeah, I was very sensitive and my parents and caregivers really didn't know how to handle me. Mm. And yeah. And my, and what I heard growing up was like, you know, be quiet. Your dad just got back from work, be quiet, you know, don't bother him. And, um, I just remember not, you know, not knowing what to do with my emotions, whether it was, Mm -hmm. you know, happiness or sadness. Like I was afraid to cry in in front of people and I was afraid to express myself. Yeah. I remember in preschool, we had this preschool graduation where we were all singing a song together, like the, the, the students. And I was lip syncing because I was so, I didn't want anyone Uh. to hear me. Like, yeah. So I kind of just, I shut down at a very early age, um, even though I felt like I was a very creative and, and um, you know, I was very creative and I loved to, I loved to sing, um, but I just shut down and I made myself really small. Um, and that carried me into my teenage years. Um, you know, like I said, not knowing how to process my happy emotions. Mm-hmm. I found alcohol and alcohol <laughs> gave me. Yeah, it was fun. And it like gave me permission to be happy. And it Mm -hmm. gave me permission to express myself, you know, like lowered my inhibitions. I'm like, oh, it's great. I can party now. Um, Yeah. And that, uh, that lasted a while. That's funny. I I think back on like, I used to go to Carson parties. I'm from West Torrance, but you know, I thought it was cool. And it was like, I felt so awkward being there, but you know, my first bottle of alcohol, I felt like I belonged. And I remember that yes. feeling. I was like, um, oh, I feel kind of cool. You know, I felt like I was, I was meant to be here and it carried me through <laughs> a long time. Yeah. I won't talk about that so much, but um, it's also funny that you, you mentioned, you know, being a kid and sensitive because the way I explained you to my sister, she's like, oh, how was it? You know, you guys went hiking. And I was like, oh yeah, Shana's so cool. She's like, oh, 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 oh. She like, she's like, oh, ocean. Like, like you just hear so much and I'm like, oh, I didn't even hear the ocean. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So alcohol, um, coping with pain, um, we don't have to go jump forward too fast, but like, take me back to those days, like how you were like, um, you know, were you maybe struggle a little depression or how did this alcohol, um, make you feel like, you know, after a while, after many years? Yeah. I like, first of all, immediately, like I started drinking when I was 15 and I was immediately a blackout drinker, you know, I would just, and I would never throw up. And so I had this like this reputation of like, <laughs> oh, Shauna can really put it down. But like, yeah. not everyone knew that I was like completely blacking out. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, that, that lasted a while. And pretty quickly the de- depression set in. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it was probably 17 when I was like begging my mom to take me to a, the doctor to get um, Prozac. And I, cause I like heard about it on the radio yep. now. And I'm like, I'm so sad. Like, can you please just medicate me? Wow. Um, and she refused. Oh. Um, yeah, we didn't, I didn't get like really any help. Um, aside from, you know, she took me, my mom took me to the Buddhist center, which was wonderful, you know? Um, but that was about it. I didn't get, I didn't get any therapy or anything like that. So the depression, yeah, it was, it was really heavy on me. Um, oh. And just like a lot of, as in my teenage years, even though I, I drank and I partied, I had a lot of 
FOMO and like, I, I felt very isolated. Um, I didn't feel like people loved me. And I, I, I did a lot of things that like would try to make people love me. I guess I was just like seeking approval. Wow. <laughs> so interesting. And me and you talked about like, yeah, drinking is really fun until it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like useful until it's not, it's fun until it's not. And then it gets really not good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess fast forward to meeting your now hubby, you know, you have two kids and you, you told me you started your healing process when you had your first daughter, like take me back to that time. Yeah. Well, right. I met my, I met my now well, he's, we're not legally married, but I usually call him my husband, but I met him at a house party. I was not blacked out yet when I met him, but, <laughs> but I got there. <laughs> um, yeah. So I met him, we were still partying and, you know, when we started dating, um, I think it was probably, I don't know how long we've been together for 15 years. So, and our da- first daughter is six. Yeah. So we were together for nine years before before I got pregnant. And it was just, it was just chaos between me and him constantly. And it was, you know, we were both drinking. And, um, but then when I, when I got pregnant, I was like, you know, my drinking has been really unmanageable, but I think when, when I'm a mom, I'm definitely going to be able to manage it. Like I'm, there's Mm -hmm. nothing more important than having a kid and being a mom. So like, of course, like I'm just going to stop drinking. It's going to be fine. But that did not happen. And my baby was born, Rosemary. And uh, for the first three months of her life, I was pretty blacked out. I, I was drinking a lot. And it's, um, yeah, it's not a great memory. But um, And you didn't tell me that because when I told you I was like that, you didn't say anything. So that's very vulnerable to you. Thank you for sharing. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, it's hard to be open about it, but... Um, yeah, it's important because, yeah. um, yeah. you know, yeah, it's relate. It's relatable a- yeah. AF. <laughs> no, totally. I remember coming home. Um, well, first I was like on cloud nine for about 24 hours after childbirth. And then it really got dark. They're like, hey, you need to feed your baby. I was like, what the heck? I thought you were going to feed her because <laughs> she was in ICU for some weird reason. Um, I was like, are you serious? Like, it's freaking I was there two hours ago. So you know, darkness really set in fast. And then, you know, I get home, um, not even my favorite restaurant could make me happy. So I was downing, um, you know, me and my husband were killing bottles of vodka, splitting it and just, you know, like, you know, like nummy, 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 nummy that whole year. Yeah. Um, So that's crazy. So how did you start the healing process? And then where is it taking you now? Pardon this short interruption, but guess what? I have a new program. It's for all wedding professionals. It's called the Triple Threat. We redo your brand messaging, the homepage of your website. Part two is we do all your marketing. We create a beautiful brochure so you could start getting on prefer venue vendor list. And we do all your sales. So we actually make you a sales presentation leading your client to the heck yes so you get paid i have a free 20 minute demo training it's only 20 minutes go to my instagram at carissa Wu and dm me the word demo i will send it right over it's how to get 10 to 15 quality leads 
in your inbox per month. Enjoy, guys. Carissa Wu is a LA-based wedding photographer who's actually turning business coach. She helped me grow and change, and I'm so proud to call you coach. Tell us how you're feeling. Like, I want to just know a little bit more about your thoughts. Yeah. It's beautiful, and you're, you're awesome. It's beautiful. I'm speechless. <laughs> I just like the fact that it feels like myself. Like I can, I feel myself when I see this. Oh man. Well, you got me pumped and excited for this. Carissa, thank you. Right. Well, so my, I, and this is notable too. my, the, the, my labor with, um, Rosemary was, it came on naturally, but then I ended up in a, an emergency C-section with all the drugs and all everything. That was my worst nightmare. And so, I, instead of grieving, just, you know, like you said, num, 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 num for that three, for those three months. And then I finally hit a certain rock bottom that I was like, okay, this is, this is it. I, I call it like a moment of grace. That's what they call it in AA. Like, it's like a God moment. Like God mm -hmm. comes in and like removes the obsession with alcohol. So that was really, that was like the big moment for me. Nothing, nothing, you know, specific, but uh -huh. so after then I was uh, then I was on a pink cloud, as they call it. Oh, <laughs> um, when you quit, when you quit drinking, yeah, I don't know. You're like on, you know, the pink cloud. You're riding the pink cloud because you're just like you have this clarity and you're like living life and you're like, wow, like everything's beautiful. Like you, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> so much like so much um, grayness has like yeah. left your brain. Yeah, you have a lot of clarity, and and that was just like that was like one of the catapults. You know, I just wanted to be better. I wanted to heal for my daughter. I wanted to give her the childhood that I thought I should have received. Um, wow. So I did that for a while. And my, my partner was still drinking really heavily. And I was like, Oh, this is toxic. Like, I think I need to get away from this. And uh, so I was kind of like had my one foot out the door. Um, but then we had another baby. <laughs> <laughs> that really, really. <laughs> <laughs> he bought a he bought a sports car, so he's very happy for two months. And I was like, "We're having another baby! Like this is amazing!" Oh. But then it got toxic again. Yeah, huh? it was like this cycle. But it wasn't until um, I think twenty twenty one I found breath work because it was just this like slow, gradual like build of like I'm finding mm -hmm. this cool healing tool, and this one leads to that one, and this one. And so it was just like it was a slow climb to breath work, and this this changed my life. Wow. Like, Wow. Like I released so much trauma in the first six months. And, you know, I talked about this on my Instagram recently, but like, I am the type of person that I did not want to go to talk therapy because I don't want to talk about what happened. Yeah. I don't want to relive that. Like, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to bring that to my conscious mind. Like I'll, even a lot of like the things from my childhood, but even a lot of the things that happened in my relationship, like mm -hmm. I rather, I would rather just you know, drop into a breathwork session and let my body release the trauma. And I don't mm. even really know like what it is, <laughs> but, yeah. but I feel much lighter. I felt so much lighter. Like every, after every session, I felt so, so grateful and full of joy. And I noticed that as I practiced it consistently, I, my chronic anxiety was like gone. Like I had this shallow breathing, even way yeah. into my sobriety. I had this like really shallow breath pattern where I would have to um, occasionally catch my breath. Like I would occasionally just take a really wow. deep breath because I didn't know that I was just, I was just breathing so shallow because of anxiety. And that was 
gone. After my first session, I was like, wow, this is what wow. it feels like to breathe. That's amazing. Oh. Yeah. So I did that for quite a bit. And um, should I go on? <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'm, I'm really intrigued. Okay. So, so after that, the healing process, breath work, which I'm into, um, how did you get into plant medicine and then how did you turn it into business? I know that's a long question, <laughs> long winded question. So it goes, it just goes right into it. Like the, with the breath work, it is the type that I practice is such a spiritual experience. It was actually developed in response to psychedelics being decriminal or being criminalized. So we're breathing in this way that, um, that causes us to have sort of a psychedelic experience and people have visits from, you know, their spirit guides or past loved ones. They have visions of, you know, I once had a vision come to me, um, of a, like a childhood memory that I, I didn't remember, but it came to me. And because I was seeking to, I set my intention to heal, feel something. I don't know. And this, this memory came in and I was in my dad's van and I felt all the feelings that like little Shauna was feeling. And then, and it just, and it, it was sadness, but then it was empathy because I realized that his dad was not there for oh. him. And and I just started crying. Wow. And it's so, yeah. So those experiences, um, it really softened um, or it like really prepared me for for a real psychedelic experience. So my partner was always like, let's do mushrooms. Let's do mushrooms. Let's do mushrooms. And I'm like, no, like I'm sober. I want my mental state to be so clear. I don't uh-huh. want to alter my mind like that. Mm-hmm. But then after the breath work, I was like, I think I'm, I think I am going to try it. And everyone around me was having so much success with microdosing. Uh-huh. I think it was honestly, like it was trending in yeah. my life. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, when that happens, you were influenced. <laughs> yes. I was influenced. And, um, so I started, so I started out, I was like, okay, like I'm going to try microdosing. And I took a dose and strain that everyone around me was taking. And what it ended up being was completely wrong for me. And it actually exacerbated my anxiety. Oh, crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It made my heart race. I, you know, I was trying to on the microdose, I was on vacation. I was like, let's have fun, like whatever. But I was I had my kids with me and I was trying to navigate their big feelings and the walls were breathing around me and my oh. heart was racing and I was just like, oh, oh my God, I felt, <laughs> yeah, I was so overwhelmed and so dysregulated. I was like, this is terrible. But something in me said to keep going. So oh I, God. yeah, so I just, ca- I was like, okay, I'm going to try it again. You know, they talk about set and setting. So your mindset has to be right and your set you're setting your atmosphere has to be like aligned with the experience that you're trying to have. So, so with microdosing, like if the microdose is too high, it's really hard to be around our kids. Um, or if the strain is, or if the strain is wrong for you. So, but I was lucky enough to experiment with a lot of different strains and a lot of different dosing dosages. And we landed on two really amazing heart opening strains that we still use today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I call one activate because it's like great for like getting stuff done. Uh-huh. And, um, and then I call one center because it like does just that, like it brings you really into your body. It centers you. So yeah, I love both. It's crazy <laughs> that you said that because I have, there's things that I say to friends that it's like, I say it over and over again, um, because it's, you know, very, near and dear to my heart but I always tell people like 
I've tried mushrooms, microdosing or anything. And I was very lucky that I kept going Yeah, because, you know, I found you and it just really relaxed me. And my first experience was I went to the pool with my kids for five hours and I didn't check my phone once. I was conversing with the neighbors in not like an anxious way, but a very like connection way. Mm. And and then after I, I went home and just relaxed, normally I would like go somewhere like a summer concert or something. So it just really like kind of zen me out because, you know, after uh, babies and job or careers, like it just made me very anxious to the point. One time I was going to a family shoot literally a family shoot. I've been doing this for 14 years. Family shoots are <laughs> extremely easy. They're in like same spot, good light, you know, do this, do that. I was crying because I was so anxious oh, like, no. for a family shoot. Mm. So just, that was just like one little example, but mm. um, yeah, that kind of just stuck me. And yeah, I forget my next question, but I guess um, <laughs> walk us through like your business now and like what it looks like and who you work with and who you help. Sure. Yeah. So, um, because of how, you know, Rocky, my start was with, with microdosing, uh, and then how much success I had, I was, you know, telling all of my friends, like, this is the best I've ever felt, blah, blah, blah. And I, I ended up coaching some of them and they were like, give me, give me what you have. Mm -hmm. So it sort of just grew organically into this company and I named it magic mama. Cause I was mostly <laughs> working with moms and, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, we need this magic. So, yeah. So I still, I work with, pretty much just moms. That's who I attract. You know, I'm, I'm a mom. It's, it's like a really big part of my life and I just really resonate with their struggles. So, and I want to help them. Like, I think that my, my purpose in life, the way that I change the world is by helping like one mom at a time, because we are raising the next generation. And mm -hmm. so it's just really deeply meaningful to me to be able to help moms heal themselves so that we can raise kids that don't need so much <laughs> deep, deep inner child work <laughs> when they get older, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. So, and then what I've moved into recently too, um, is helping moms through helping moms, um, navigate the trauma beneath addictive behaviors and compulsive behaviors. And that's with a lot of the healing tools that I found. And, yeah, I have a course coming up. That's all about it. It's with healing tools and there's an option for microdosing as well. Oh, I love it. I feel like, like you said, um, I was on your Instagram and, you know, sometimes I do feel anxious if I have a lot going on and it just said to like hug yourself and like sway. Mm -hmm. um, and I was listening to the music. So little things like that could be more, um, helpful than even years of talk therapy. I think talk therapy is great, but sometimes it's just this, um, your body holds a lot of, uh, past trauma, mm -hmm. um, and just the way that we like talk to ourselves and the way that we like show up for, for ourselves and our family, like has to do with like the trauma that we've seen, but tell us about like, after, after like you found like healing, you found breath work, you found microdosing, how has it like changed your life and the way you see the world and also raise your kids? A quick message from our sponsor is 17 Hats. I'm collabing with them because this CRM company has made my life so much easier. 
So here's a question. What's holding you back? What's keeping you from finding success as a small business owner? It's not passion. The fact that you're listening to the show shows that you're eager to learn and get better. No, what holds most entrepreneurs is the chaos of business, paperwork, mailed invoices, and no system to handle it all. That's where 17 Hats comes in. 17 Hats is a better way to manage your small business. It's an all-in-one platform that streamlines everything from lead capture to client communication to click and you're done automated invoices. 17 Hats paves a way for your success and you deserve by giving you back hours in your day. I've been using 17 Hats for over a decade. I always know how much I'm going to be getting paid throughout the year and most importantly, I always get paid. Thank you, automation. Find what success looks like for you with 17 Hats. Get started for free at 17hats.com or use my promo code, heck yes. Back to the conversation. It has been so impactful. I was just thinking about this yesterday, how before microdosing, I don't know if I can explain this, but I feel like my vision, I feel like, I mean, I I wear glasses, but I feel like... (laughs) I feel like I was in a movie. Like it felt more like none of this was real. Like I was, I was, I had a little bit left of the disconnection, you know, I wasn't fully connected. And I would look at my kids, like sometimes they didn't feel like my kids. Like I, I didn't feel connected to them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, with further work with breath work and releasing some of that trauma and, and definitely a regular microdosing protocol, I was able to like make friends with myself because part of the reason why I was so disconnected was that I hated myself. I realized that a long time ago. And I really, I think I realized that you can't fully connect to other people if you don't love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And if you hold just so much hatred towards yourself, because whatever you, I'm going to say like, everyone is your mirror. Uh-huh. So it's going to, other people are going to reflect back to you, like what is within you. So if you have a lot of hate with, within yourself, uh-huh. you're going to see that back. It's, you're going to see ugly stuff like out in the world. You're going to track that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's so deep. Um, shout out to your kids are amazing. When we went hiking, they're barefoot jumping <laughs> down, like, through like pretty much like hopping like through the forest but in the mountains <laughs> my daughter is just like scared as crap to like <laughs> be in nature so <laughs> oh it's so amazing how has Thank it you. how has this journey like helped your your marriage um and your relationship with your partner oh it has definitely helped and it took a lot of patience on my part I swear because <laughs> My partner, you know, when I stopped drinking, his drinking got worse. Things got worse. And I was like, I thought like bettering myself, like you would (laughs) kind Uh of follow the lead. But it was probably four and a half years after I stopped drinking, he finally quit drinking. So, and the things finally did like start to rub off on him. He now is using plant medicine in an intentional way to heal. Whereas before he was like, let's just hang out, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then also you have to love yourself in a relationship. You absolutely have to, um, which was hard for me, you know, like, like I said, like people are our mirrors and like my partner came into my life to be a mirror 
to me so that he can reflect back to me what's within me and I can heal that. Mm-hmm. And that's like really hard. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really hard to have somebody with you all the time that just triggers the S H I T out of you. Yeah, yeah, triggers. Yeah. But, where, um, where do you think, um, hating yourself came from? I, I mean, we talked about like in the beginning, you're so sensitive and then you kind of turned off the switch. Like you kind of muted yourself. Um, was it a lot because of that time or did, um, was it more like the drinking and, or just the involvement of everything? Yeah. You know, I think it might be a combination because I think now, like I, if I think about my younger version now, I'm like, I love her so much. Like, why did I hate her for such a long time? And, um, so when I was a long, a few years ago, when I was doing some research and like gentle parenting and stuff, I came across a post on Instagram that had this like cool trick. Like if you're trying to, um, respond more kindly to your kids when they are having really big emotions or throwing a tantrum, just envision your child as your younger self. Mm. And I tried that. And I was like, I'm more angry now. Like I, this was, this was years ago. Right. I'm like, if I, if I'm thinking that my kid is me at a younger age, I'm more angry and I'm, I just want to yell and I don't care at all. Yeah. And so that's when I realized I was like, I even texted my friend. I'm like, do I hate myself? Like, oh, what? crazy. But yeah, so I don't know exactly where it comes from, but um, just having the awareness was like enough for me to focus on it and heal it, you know? Um, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, like, um, it's almost like it did the opposite effect for you, but it made you understand that you were treating yourself like not so kindly. Like this is you saw yeah. yourself like you're like best shot. <laughs> yes, yeah. It makes me so sad to think about, but it's really cool. Also, if any adult can use that trick without doing years of inner child healing, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. If you envision yourself as a young child and you have love for that child, that's that's so beautiful. Yeah, and I guess um, I forgot even the hot topic, but I think it, it was pleasure and self care. But what could someone do? A couple tips today to add more pleasure and self care to their lives. Most of the people listening are wedding professionals, so we're in like um, the end of peak wedding season, so we're all burnt out. People are very like, mm-hmm. I'm over it, you know. Like um, we've been working our butts off for the past like three four months. So what would you tell them to like take care of themselves? And it's it's mental awareness month, so it's perfect. Oh. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so unaware of all these like holidays. I would say to like, what is something that brings you joy that you haven't done in a long time? Like, or that you haven't even ever tried do that right now. Like what's holding you back from that? You know, just go do the thing. So I was telling you right before we started recording that I just started playing the ukulele and I don't know why I didn't do this a long time ago. The ukulele was like 45 bucks and you just go on YouTube and you, and you literally can learn anything from YouTube. And I, and I'm learning chords on the ukulele. And now my, my, me and my daughter are making music together and it's like, it's life-changing. And then that's where, that's how I find joy. And that is like the ultimate pleasure to me. For me, it's like creating, creating music, creating art, um, creating art with my body. So I also just, um, joined a dance class. I was telling you on our hike. Yeah. Yeah. So the dance class was another thing. Like I 
love to dance. And when I, when I quit drinking, I, I finally was able to get my exercise routine, like consistent and not fall off. I didn't fall off until I got pregnant. It was like 10 months. Um, and I was like, wow, movement is really important to my life. And I knew that I had that realization, And yet I spent, even after that, I spent so many years not dancing. Like, why was I not dancing? You know, sometimes like you just have to like push through this discomfort or like get out of your comfort zone and like go do the thing, you know? Uh, And you're going to come back and just be like, pick up your kids, you know, like you're you're like a new mama. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like the dancing and the making music has absolutely been life-changing. So I really encourage all your listeners, like, especially because wedding photographers, like how much joy do you bring to other people? Mm. So much joy, life-lasting joy. These people are going to look at their wedding photos in years, in decades, and they're going to And they're going to have joy about those pictures. Like, that's so beautiful. So you guys deserve to feel joy and feel pleasure yourself, you know? Oh, totally. It's like we put on this face to, you know, you know, we want everyone to stay to be perfect. Even the parents, even the wedding party, even the guests. And then we come home and we're just like, what about us? You know, so glad that you said that. Um, Last question before rapid fire questions. Um, but how do you, you're like, you know, into healing process, but now you're like a business mom. Like you got a business, you got two kids. Um, you know, what is your biggest get a heck yes or heck yes sales technique? How do you get the heck yes from your dream client? I am honestly, I just, yeah, as like a healing person, I try to just keep an open heart and align with my ideal clients like that. And just not not, I'm not a salesperson and I'm not trying to sell anyone anything unless it's completely right for them. And yeah, that's why every microdosing client that comes in, we do a free consultation call, like half hour, or they come in through the the free class. I want to make sure that like, this is right for you. I'm not trying to take your money if this is not right for you. And I want to see you through that transformative, transformative, journey. (laughs) So I'm here, whether or not you're in my membership or you're hiring me for coaching, I'm here. If you have any questions about protocols or changing your dosage, like I'm always available if you need guidance. Um, Yeah. I love that. And you are a 360 experience. Like you hold the breathwork um, workshops that, you know, I've been a part of. So you're definitely yeah. there for your, your clients. So that's so cool. Um, rapid fire questions. I know there's no magic wand, but you know, there's always goal setting and aiming high, but if you had a magic wand, um, where would you see your business in, uh, three months, 90 days? Oh, in three, if it was a magic wand, just like your, your, your top I'm- goal. Uh-huh. Can, it, can it be financial? I'm just going to say like, yeah. I would be a millionaire. I'd be a millionaire millionaire. Okay. (laughs) In three months, I'm going to be a millionaire, like, um, like big CEO investments and just like blowing my company up and and my course. Yeah. Yeah. My course reaching, you know, thousands of women. Why not? Yeah. Because that money is going to go to good things. Universe. (laughs) I'm glad you said it out loud because it's even hard for me to say that. Yeah, yeah, we should all be millionaires. Yeah, we should all be because we're gonna do good stuff with that money. So <laughs> yes, now with inflation and coffee being ten dollars, so we have to be. We all have to be millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you? Okay, you said if you like ukulele dancing. Um, what do you envision your life for your kids to be? Oh, I love that. Um, 
Oh, I'm going to cry. I just want them to be able to follow their passions and hold on to their create creativity and be geniuses. I just saw some, somebody did a study on like, <laughs> like kids being geniuses. Like basically everyone is born a genius and then we like snuff it out totally. along the way. And yeah. then, and then we have no geniuses, but so I want them to retain their genius factor, which basically just means like full creativity, like safe to express yourself. Um, yeah, follow your passions. I love that for them. (laughs) That's a beautiful answer. We'll leave it like that and tell everyone where to find you and how to work with you. Oh yeah. I mean, mainly you can go to my Instagram. It's at shaunarose.love. I also have, um, I don't even know, at magic mama microdosing. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously not over there very much, but yeah, go to my, like personal, posts, yeah. Yeah, go to my personal Instagram and you can follow the link to, to work with me, whether in microdose coaching or breath work or my upcoming course, which is called soulful sobriety. <laughs> oh, and I love that. And I'm glad that our souls um, met you yeah. so much with my anxiety. So yeah, I have a lot to thank um, you for that, which I've tried a lot of things. So um, definitely help. Thank you for telling the me. word as well. <laughs> it's so nice to hear that, Carissa. Thank you for letting me know. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, Wedding Pros.